It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Fighting slogs forward for the Russian military, which hasn't been able to conquer Ukraine, at least not yet, and perhaps not anytime soon. This Ukrainian military, we've always been told, is not the same Ukrainian military that Putin anticipated uh, from before 2014. They woke up after he invaded Crimea and took part of their country. This is the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine. Russia's war against Ukraine has been continuing now for days, but it's been days longer than anyone expected, most especially the Russians. The conventional assessment had been that Russia's military would make quick work of an invasion and occupation, but that just isn't so. The Russians have not only experienced a stiff and determined resistance by the Ukrainians, uh, but logistics and sustainment problems of their own. That's retired Admiral John Kirby, who is the chief spokesman for the U.S. Department of Defense. He's often answering questions from Fox's own national security correspondent, Jennifer Griffin. She joins us today to discuss how the world has rallied around Ukraine and against Russia, which has seen its president, Vladimir Putin, backed into a corner. Tensions are high, fear is higher, But U.S. officials aren't convinced the worst is about to happen. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. When somebody like Vladimir Putin invokes the, uh, you know, talking about putting his nuclear weapons on high alert. He has 4,500 of them. That that gets people's attention here in Washington. Jennifer Griffin speaks to us from the Pentagon. However, we were just briefed by a senior U.S. defense official who says that the U.S. and NATO is still analyzing and reviewing Putin's announcement and that the wording Putin used does not fall under what they know to be Russian military nuclear doctrine. Uh, By describing this as special combat duty alert, that's a strange way of, of speaking when it comes to nuclear weapons doctrine. And the experts here aren't sure what it means. Uh, you heard the British ambassador yesterday speaking to Brett Baer. She said, although this is an incredibly serious situation, it's not a nuclear situation. We really do think he should scale back his nuclear rhetoric. And so U.S. officials that I speak to say they're not going to engage in a sort of public tit for tat with him. Uh, U.S. and NATO nuclear weapons are always on alert and they um, feel very comfortable that they can defend the homeland. Uh, They don't know what to think. And I think what is worrying to most military analysts and U.S. officials is that Putin has backed himself into a corner and it's not clear how he can get out of it. And he becomes more and more dangerous by day, by the day. And right now we are in a very, very dangerous position with his forces being embarrassed on the ground in Ukraine. They aren't making the progress that they thought they were going to make. They're having supply chain issues, supply issues with fuel shortages. Um, they're inching along. They haven't been able to take any uh, city centers. They thought they could take uh, the capital in 48 hours. They haven't been able to 
achieve air superiority. Uh, there are still Ukrainian planes, aircraft flying. There are air defense systems that are giving them a hard time. They can't seem to fight at night. They don't have night vision. They're not well trained. It's really quite an embarrassing situation. Now, he still has a lot of might out there, and he can do a lot of damage, but this is not a modern, uh, sophisticated uh, military with precision smart bombs. And I wanted to ask you more about that, because certainly I, I think if you had asked Vladimir Putin last week, he, he thought within 48 hours he'd be sitting in Kiev already at this point. Um, but uh, the the Russian military has not performed probably to the to the standard he would have liked. But also, I think the Ukrainians, at least from what we've been able to ascertain, the Ukrainians have fought pretty valiantly here. Uh, what does the Pentagon say about this? Is it a, a, a mixture of both of those scenarios or has uh, has Vladimir Putin really hit a, uh, a resistance that he didn't think he would he would uh, encounter from from Ukraine? Well, he certainly didn't think he would encounter the resistance that he has has encountered with regards to the Ukrainian military. U.S. officials always believed that the Ukrainian people and military would fight and would fight hard, given their history and given that it's their homeland being invaded. Uh, they didn't know that uh, how effective they would be against the full weight of the the Russian military, and they're pleasantly surprised seeing the ambushes and the uh, all the. But remember, it is U.S. and NATO anti-tank missiles and anti-aircraft missiles, Stinger missiles that are really giving the Russian uh, Russian forces a hard time, and those have been flowing into Ukraine since after uh, it, since after Putin invaded in 2014. This Russian mil this Ukrainian military, we've always been told, is not the same Ukrainian military that Putin. Uh, anticipated uh, from before 2014. They they woke up after that uh, when he invaded Crimea and took part of their country. And they have been quietly trained by U.S. forces. Even, you know, the Florida National Guard were there just uh, until days before uh, Russian troops crossed in. And they have been they've been helping the Ukrainian military. And in fact, we know from senior U.S. defense officials that military and humanitarian aid has been flowing in every day since this started and it's it's continuing to flow in um you don't see it they don't want russia to see it uh but it's there and it is that it's helping the ukrainian resistance now the ukrainians have also sent a letter to capitol hill which Jackie Heinrich, my colleague at the White House, obtained, which is signed by uh, the senior national security leaders in the Ukraine government, requesting Patriot missile batteries, other other uh, defensive weapons that they think would help make a difference. It's not clear if you could get a Patriot missile battery into uh, a conflict zone like this at this late stage, but there are other weapons, and they are they are flowing in there as we speak. You've been hearing Fox News' Jennifer Griffin reporting from the Pentagon on the Fox News rundown, War in Ukraine. We'll have more straight ahead. What does the uh, the Pentagon say with regard to NATO's readiness? Um, because if Putin has been behaving in this manner, uh, you know, obviously they want to be ready. Well, what I think is interesting, Evan, is NATO was a appeared to be an anachronistic alliance that was very unwieldy. It seemed to be on life support before Putin made it relevant again. And what's been really, really interesting to watch is how NATO 
has come together, moved quickly, the first time in its history, invoking the NATO response force. So for the first time in NATO's history, the North Atlantic Council has voted to to put the NATO response force, that's about 40,000 troops, on alert. That means they will fall under the U, the Supreme Allied Commander, who's a U.S. four-star general, General Todd Walters. And you've seen the U.S. flow about 12,000 additional troops into uh, NATO's eastern flank, uh, into the Baltics, into Poland. And you say that Russia is, you know, near to Poland. They are next to Poland. They have troops in Brest, that that Belarusian town that's right there in the corner uh, near Poland and Lithuania. Uh, this is this is NATO and Russian forces eyeball to eyeball, and the potential for escalation is huge. The potential of it spreading to an Article Five country is huge, and that is why the U.S. and NATO allies are working so hard to contain this and make sure that it does not spread to an Article Five nation. That's why they're putting F-35s in the Baltics. That's why they're putting the 82nd Airborne there and other uh, mechanized uh, armored forces to uh, send a message to Putin, don't even think about moving beyond Ukraine and the Ukrainian uh, military will continue fighting to the last person uh, alive in Ukraine. And, and many U.S. defense officials that I speak to uh, believe that this, if if this goes on, this could go on for a decade. This will be a guerrilla war like none other. And and Putin really has bit off more than he's, he could chew. He's isolated. His economy is is crashing as we speak uh, due to the sanctions that, that the U.S. and its allies have put in place. These are very strong state sanctions. And we were told, and I've seen evidence, that the U.S., uh, received intelligence back in the October-November time frame and began building the alliance that you see today, uh, got NATO on board and began laying the groundwork for these incredibly strong sanctions that include now Switzerland has come out of its neutral status and is, is imposing sanctions. Uh, we've seen incredible things from the German government who had, had always uh, been reluctant to provide military weapons to any conflict zone. That had been a law since after World War II. They're now providing those anti-tank missiles to the Ukrainian forces. They have committed to spending uh, 2% of their GDP now on uh, their defense. So Europe has woken up. Putin ha is a threat and nobody really is coming to his defense. And I think he was so isolated. He had no idea what would happen. And the reaction has been unbelievable. And the problem is, how how does this end? Nobody can tell me. We've seen other nations that have sort of uh, cherished their somewhat neutral status throughout many decades uh, since World War II, Sweden, Finland. Uh, Kosovo, now I read the other day, was, was asking to join NATO, I, I guess. This is uh, triggering a, a major shift in, in European politics. And, and like you said, the, the war would continue. I wouldn't but, have yeah. thought in my lifetime that we would have seen something like this. And it took an autocratic, um, now megalomaniacal uh, uh, leader who has unleashed a superpower military on a sovereign state. They have they have actually been incredible in their defense against the full weight of the Russian military. But the Russian military also doesn't look very impressive right now. But that also makes uh, the situation all the more dangerous because 
Putin still has 4,500 nuclear weapons. Jennifer Griffin reporting from the Pentagon. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine. Thank you, Evan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.